Welcome to the My Muy Bueno Women in Business podcast to inspire, empower, strengthen, support and motivate you on your walk as a woman in business. I'm Justine Murphy, founder and CEO of My Muy Bueno and a massive welcome to this fortnight's podcast. Hi everyone, I hope you are really, really well. I am powered up and fueled and excited because just slammed a really epic booking and I'm just like woo you know that feeling you get when you are when you've just landed like you've just yeah smashed it with a really great client and you just get that boost of adrenaline and excitement and yeah that's I'm high on that right now so I'm all over it on this podcast you're gonna be like rolling with me with all the energy coming through your ears and rolling through your body I've got all of it to give you today and I am super excited um I've literally got the boys down. I've been running around all day. My world has not stopped for the last two weeks. I have had no time to be upset about my situation uh, currently in my personal life because I'm too busy. <laughs> um, it's insanely busy. I'm busy launching um, my newest division and been busy orchestrating photo shoots and people and projects all the way in Mallorca to make that all come to life and everything going on here and web development and copy and oh my gosh everything to bring it all together um which is massively exciting and um yeah just oh it's all going on and then this massive rebrand just trying to desperately chip away there and just falling a little bit behind deadline because I'm so busy in all the other areas of the business, but it's all great. Um, I've got the most amazing uh, new assistant, literally, as my right hand helping me, uh, and that's taking away a whole load of stress on just little projects and little things to just be able to pass to her, and um, and she's smashing it, and she can juggle all the balls, and that's everything I need right now for someone to be able to just finish things and tie them up and do little things and send this and do that, and ah, oh, ah. Oh. So yeah, everything is good in my world um but insane and busy and crazy and yeah anything else if I stop for five minutes and I I actually pay anything else more thought than that then I'll just burst into tears and be a massive pile on the floor so um and if a girlfriend messages me and starts you know says those words are you okay (laughs) There's nothing, something about that when you get asked and you're just like, and you are holding it all together and then just my voice breaks and I'm just like, uh, don't ask me that because um, I'm fine. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm just powering on, quite frankly. I'm too busy and I'm fueling everything and I'm putting all my energy into everything and I'm powering, powering forward. So I haven't got time to be upset. I haven't got time to waste any of my, my tears anymore. I, I'm just... I'm just powering forward, building my business back up, pushing us forward out of this, navigating us out of this pandemic, out the other side, making my company strong, looking after my boys, the nannies just, um, yeah, getting in. She had a few days, which called in sick, which obviously after just getting into a routine again, knocked things a little bit sideways for me because suddenly I had to quickly drop things, change things, suddenly do a school run, then come across Chelsea in an Uber in the middle of the afternoon that cost 10 times more and took four times longer and then running through the school gates and I'm like the last mother there going sorry 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 
Um, but you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it, really. Uh, I've got my new glasses on. Oops, sorry, not the mic. I've uh, got my new glasses on, my Ralph Lauren, sorry, glasses, really pleased. First time I'm going to have glasses, and now I'm not wearing the readies, so I had to get the prescription ones. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go for some really nice ones. If I'm going to have to wear glasses on my face, they might as well be Ra- Ralph Lauren ones. They're going to be part of my world. Um, so, and I need them for work and I'm going to be wearing them pretty much 99% of the time. Let's face it. Cause my head is pretty much thrown into a computer at the moment. Most of the time. Um, but yeah, that's it. Koji's good. Puppy's good. He's, uh, getting better and had his, uh, second vet visit and all good putting on weight and doing all the things puppies should do and uh yeah and he has been everything that I wanted him to be and more he's been that distraction the boys are like taking on that responsibility with him still moan obviously about having to help clean up with wheeze and poos but um but yeah it's been and great for me having this little sidekick and companion um and our older dog has gotten used to him now too, uh, even though he kind of gruffs and puffs and huffs a bit. He likes having the play the play friend as well. So yeah, it's all good. Um, so what is today about? Today's all about social media. Again, we've like been building up with all these other topics because we've got so much to cover and we've still got a long way to go. But this is one that we haven't yet covered. And my goodness, we need to because it's such an important part of being a woman in business. Um, Can't exist without social media nowadays. And I want to just share with you all of my own experiences with social media, Um, the highs, the lows, the things that have worked for me, things that haven't worked for me. And may any of those things resonate with you. And then they may kind of kickstart you and help you to venture um, or dip your toe better, dip your toe into that world more, or have a better understanding of what you should maybe tackle and do and how. Um, and I think my formula works. It really has worked. It's, you know, uh, we've got fantastic social media, my Instagram, Instagram is where is that's like my home. That's my home base. Um, for many years in the very early days of my muy bueno, we only had a Facebook account. And it was only when halfway, probably about 2.15, 2.16, I had to take a PR on who, uh, she was an Ibiza at the time. And um, it was just, we're doing the launch of what was called a chef's, it was a chef's with benefits card. So every chef that was placed through us would get a card where they would get discounts in different places. It was kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith card, but it's for chefs. Um, It was non-profit. It was just doing something cool and getting people to then go and spend money in these different like local establishments, you know, whether it was a restaurant or a clothing store or whatever. And they got the perk with that card of having a discount. Anyway, um, when I hired this PR, she said, you know, oh, I've looked online. I've only found your Facebook. I've seen a Twitter. There's not much going on there, but there's no Instagram for you, Justine. Like, why is that? And I was kind of like, oh, Instagram, like, that's like for the, like the young kids, no? <laughs> I can't believe I even said that, but it's true. That was my perception of Instagram. I guess I looked at it like, like now, I guess like TikTok or something like that. I didn't, I didn't look at it in any other way. It didn't ever occur to me from a business perspective to join Instagram. And she was like, you need to be on Instagram. If you're going to do like business, you need to be on that. You know, people, journalists and people will look for your Instagram account. So I was like, oh, oh, right. Okay, then. Now, if you scroll right back to when this was, which I think that was like 2015, um, (laughs) it's a perfect example of someone who really didn't have a clue what they were doing. 
And it was kind of like just doing pictures for the sake of doing pictures. You know what I'm talking about because I'm sure lots of you are exactly the same. Uh, hello, here's me and my team in our office. This is us having lunch out. Yay. Uh, here is some food. It was just, it was very disjointed. It felt very unnatural. It just, it felt like an obligation as well. Um, and of course, like anything you're being dragged into and you don't really want to do it, you, if you want to do something, you do it. And if not, you make excuses, like I say all the time. Go back to exactly the same things all the time, uh, every time, uh, of course. So, of course, I made excuses and I didn't do it. And um, however, then, you know, it was kind of playing in the back of my mind that I wasn't doing anything about it. And I remember... I remember I was going to Monaco at the time. I flew to Monaco with one of my team and I bought a couple of books, like random books off of Amazon. They were like these really flimsy, thin books. You know the ones I mean? They must have been like just kind of or self-published sort of jobbies, just real thin, thin, long sort of books, probably nothing more than 20 pages even. Um, but it was like how to start your Instagram, how to grow your Instagram. <laughs> I cringe thinking that that's what I did, but it it worked. There was enough information in there that kind of helped me kickstart everything. But the one bit of advice one of them gave me, which was so poignant and stuck, was you got to post every single day. You got to dedicate yourself to doing it and post every single day for a year. And that's your mission. So I kind of took that on and I said, right okay, then I'm, I'm just going to start posting. And, and the, the focus was then like, if I'm going to do this, I need to, I need, it needs to be all of me. It needs to be my muy bueno on a plate. Um, I can't just be like, oh, here I am. And here's a picture of some flowers and here's us in my office and here's my children. You know, it had to be like, this is who I am. This is what my muy bueno is about. This is how I started the company. This is like, it had to be genuine it had to be authentic um and I think that was that was it really um that and the the dedication to posting every single day um meant that I had to, I had to do it and I was dedicated to doing it and and that was it and that was the beginning of me starting to build a following and starting to find my tribe and build my community and for such a long time, I'd never found that because I found that Facebook was, see, the problem is because as a umbrella brand, as a group on Facebook would have the main My Muy Bueno account and it felt completely disjointed to be like, blah, blah, about the deli, blah, blah, about chefs, blah, blah, about from me, hi, here I am on Facebook. It just didn't feel right. It was kind of like, how do we explain everything we're about? It just doesn't feel like the right place for it. And Twitter, of course, I could just never get to grips with Twitter. I've tried so many times. Twitter was just like, I'm having a coffee. I'm thinking about this while having a coffee. I've just put my book down and I'm I'm having another coffee. I'm it's just I couldn't I just couldn't grasp it. I couldn't I find Twitter's good for like current news information, up to date news, what's going on somewhere right now in an instant, and you can literally search for a hashtag and immediately find that information out in the source, and that's great. But for me, I didn't find it work from a business perspective. Um uh, so yeah, I found that once I started on Instagram, I loved the fact that it was, it was like blogging, um, because I was using it almost like a diary entry and, um, and also the visual that came with a photo 
um, felt so much more natural. Um, you can know, you can, it was, you know, here we are, here's my family. Here's this, this, you know, this beautiful dish of food. Here's beautiful Mallorca where I live. You know, it was just able to really kind of connect in a way that was so different. Um, but also connecting, of course, with people so much further afield. So it's connecting with chefs, obviously on my books, connecting with chefs in the, in the, the restaurant world and industry, connecting with, um, working mums, other mums, other foodies, because there's so many elements to my muy bueno and to my work, my my muy bueno world, it was kind of sharing my journey and my story in the areas I wanted to share, but also there was something for everyone. So, you know, if you're a chef, it wasn't a one-off thing about chefs that you were tuning in for and you'd be like, oh, okay, she's clearly, oh, she's got a chef agency and a cookery school and, oh, she she talks about chefs and foods a lot. Okay, yeah, I'm going to follow her. She's, you know, this isn't a one-off photo of something. And the same for, you know, people who are interested in Mallorca or Supiots or luxury or, you know, so something for everyone, which is really what my winner is all about. And it was all about community and building on that community, but with all these different types of people. Um, and that's what kind of made me stick out. And I guess it was, again, we'll do an episode towards the end of this uh, season to talk about authenticity, you know, and why it's so important. But here on your social media, it really matters. Um, and being authentic, being you, representing your brand in the most authentic way, because only you can. Um, I know people who, you know, hire companies to handle their social media. Um, and that's fine if all they're doing is, you know, it's a restaurant and they're posting out pictures of the restaurant and the chef and handling that. But if it's your business and it's your heart and soul that goes into your business and it's your passion, it's your heart on your sleeve, you should be running your social media, not anyone else. Um, that really matters a lot. So I've always run my social media over the years. A few times I had like, um, Leah on my, who's my social media manager, she would maybe like line up and post some kind of company ones. But even then I kind of took that out because if I hadn't posted in between, then it was kind of a bit disjointed and felt a bit clinical. And that wasn't, that wasn't the vibe. Um, so it's just easier to manage it myself. Um, and yeah, you know, you get to have a little bit about, you know, obviously the company, things happening at the time, everything is, it's growing, you know, different, um, you know, my family, my world, my cooking, my food, sharing different things like flash, you know, throwbacks and, um, and yeah, and obviously, you know, in the deli, we had the deli and the cookery school and everything else. It'd be sharing stuff going on behind the scenes there and in my office and all the crazy days being a CEO and how my daily world is and working mom. And so it's just become a platform that's really kind of, um, you know, in, been a place to share. And again, it's sharing and things that I feel comfortable to share within that, within my world, my environment. Um, and cause I do have a really amazing community there. Um, and it's grown and grown and grown. And then obviously over the years, then kind of back in 2015, started the My Muy Bueno Chefs community. So basically I had started um, featuring a chef off my own agency books on yachts, uh, their best plated dishes once a week. I called it MMB Chef of the Day, My Muy Bueno Chef of the Day, hashtag My Muy Bueno Chef of the Day. And I mean, you can literally go and search that hashtag and you'll find however many posts there were dating right back to 2016. So that was one of the first things I did. And I did it every week. And it was part of my weekly thing. Um, and then it became super popular. In fact, it's only now in the last year, I've noticed other agencies out there jumping on that bandwagon and doing the same thing. But 
they're like six years late. I did that such a long time ago. Um, obviously, we've now grown. Um, obviously, the agency, the chef, my chef agency has grown to be as global and as huge as it is with the most incredible database of chefs and potentially the biggest agency in the world for, for private chefs. Um, and priding myself on how I operate, which is the hand selection of individuals and, you know, really, uh, connect, you know, presenting the right individuals to match a client, a client's needs and the, and in turn representing them and their individual uh, requirements for their career progression. And that match is, is always, yeah, what makes it work and what it's the Maya, my muy bueno. And it's just how we operate. It's that bespoke selection service um anyway over the years of course you know I kind of stopped having time to do the my bueno chef of the day um but in 2015 started my muy bueno chefs which was all about in fact I think my first ever feature was Mikhail Swindles one of my most amazing private chefs on my books who I've nurtured his career and represented him for a great many years throughout he's a chef at my cookery school as well he he's incredible he's also a good friend um uh, but yeah I placed him on yachts over the years from kind of yeah from, small all the way up to huge motiots as head chef and he's amazing so he was my first post there and then from there we started featuring restaurant chefs and that was the beginning it started to really grow um, encouraging people to use our hashtag using chefs to use our hashtag hashtag my muy bueno chefs um, when posting their best food and that we'd feature the best ones. And then, of course, for people to use that hashtag to search for plated dishes and be inspired by chefs and ingredients and everything else. So all about people, all about community. And it grew and grew and grew. But one day in particular, our following went slightly mental overnight, as did mine, and only to find out that Gordon Ramsay had followed me and followed um, uh, my Muy Bueno chefs. And suddenly, and it was like out of the blue, it was this massive stamp of approval. It was like, a, I see you, I can see what you're doing. And like, it was a real massive, like, you know, wow, like, wow, it was so amazing. Out of nowhere that I had this kind of, you know, this, 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 Gordon Ramsay, like, yeah, like, you know, you know, loving your work. I'm following you now, following your chef, you know, my brilliant chefs. And that was just huge because it was so significant because suddenly we got so many new followers. But also, like, even now in the present day, you can go and look for, um, you know, if you follow Gordon Graham and you don't follow me, and then you go and look for me, and then you, or My Muy Bueno Chefs, and then you'll see that Gordon Graham follows me and follows My Muy Bueno Chefs. And considering he only follows, like, 5,000 people out of however million follow him, such a huge deal, even more of a huge deal back, like, five years ago. Um, and so to have that relationship building there, um, which obviously was, yeah, massive and massively humbling and like, wow, just felt seen and felt like I was on the right track with what I was doing, which was marching to the beat of my own drum, doing what I was doing. Anyway, from there, of course, building that and building that, which now we have 209,000 followers, our individual um, reach and impressions, we hit almost a million um, every single week. And our hashtags, I'm just about to go and have a look now, 79.6 thousand uses of our hashtag in the world. So it's been constantly just snowballing and doing its thing and growing and growing organically and beautifully and wonderfully. Um, and and that's, that's, yeah, 
amazing, amazing. But it's all just purely from doing what I love, doing what I do, focus on the vision, sharing that, connecting with people, because that's ultimately what it's all about. And again, going back to being authentic. So then, of course, from there, connecting with our Chefs Get Personal interviews, which we share there, and that then connects with our cookery school, bringing the very chefs we interviewed to come and guest chef at our cookery school, teach our yacht chefs on our agency books, and and there's the connection for everything that I have going on in my muy bueno and so much more. So um, ultimately, it's representing you and your company in all the right ways. And you, you know your company, you know your brand, you know your business. And I think you've got to do things one way or another. So for example, like for me with my muy bueno, it's me on a plate. It's me. I am my muy bueno. Everything that I do is an extension of me. I'm behind everything in the company. I'm running here. I'm running there. I'm hands involved with every client, every candidate. You know, it works. You know, all of my team, they're always connecting with me every single time they're working. We're always back and forward together to make sure that, you know, I'm approving things and everything is 100% how it should be. And just, it's got so much love and time and everything that goes in to it because it matters so much to me and to the brand and to continuity and everything that I'm building for the long term. So, um, but there's two sides. So unless like me, you're doing it like that, which means you are sharing you on a plate and, and you're sharing your world more. However, then you might not wish to do that or it might not feel right, which is totally fine. So then go and look at something like Mind We're Wearing a Cookery School because that's a really good, or Mind We're Wearing a Luxury Wear. You know, I'd say a cookery school because there's more on there. But if you scroll back, obviously nothing's been happening at the moment until we reopen again in autumn. But if you scroll back on there, you'll see it's all, it's a business space. It's not, um, it's not from me. It's not me going, hi guys, da, da, da. No, it's not me speaking directly to my audience. It's us as a business, as my we went cookery school, advertising courses, talking about our location, talking about this, talking about that. It's purely business Instagram page. Um, and then the same with the Facebook page as well. So, so again, whereas now our My Muy Bueno one and our Facebook over all these years has now come full circle and confidently and happy in my brand and my skin to be like, here we are with this. Obviously, I've got, you know, uh, other people who will post on there and then they'll share stuff that I've been doing and tag me. But then I will share something that I'll share from my Instagram directly to the page because then I want, you know, everyone on our community there on Facebook, which tends to be more local. So like it's a lot of our still our Facebook, probably most of our, our fan Facebook fan page likes, I guess, if you call them that are um because they're not followers. So the people who are who like your page and, and have it coming up, up on their feed are, um, I guess they are followers still, aren't they? Anyhow, community, or other community than um, followers. But anyway, our Facebook community is mainly local. So really, it's predominantly focused uh, in Mallorca still, which is great because, you know, everyone's uh, there or everyone there is such a huge part of my muy bueno and obviously still very much carrying out business over there and so much more. Um, so, um, but yeah, that's the kind of area. And I used to always find like things like doing posts, you know, on Facebook were always better for kind of local, you know, like, uh, speaking directly to target audiences. If we're trying to reach people in Parma, like for our deli, whereas Instagram for a much bigger audience than using the hashtags and going on Instagram because you want to reach much further afield. 
Um, so it's, yeah, it's learning a bit more about that. There are some brilliant people out there and brilliant agencies and people who can help you with that sort of stuff. Um, if you join our Mind We Bueno Women in Business Facebook group, we've got one in Mallorca, one in London, find them on Facebook and add yourself to them and do a shout out on there because there's some really great women who help doing specifically that. Um, but so yeah, so that's one section really deciding which way you're going to go with your Instagram or your Facebook, wherever you feel comfortable, really. Um, why is it brilliant? So, you know, there's two sides to social media. Um, but why is it brilliant for me? It is the most amazing, amazing resourceful business tool. I have made connections and contacts with people I never in a million years would have made contact with had it not been for Instagram. Tom Aikens, for example, I got him to my cookery school because I built a relationship with him through Instagram. Uh, we featured him over on Mind We Were Chefs. We interviewed him first for Chefs Get Personal. From there, I built on the relationship and asked if he would like to come over to the cookery school and guest chef. Um, you know, building the foundations with uh, with these guys has all been through those channels. And if it wasn't for Instagram, it wasn't for our presence growing over the years, and in turn, our reputation in the culinary world and our name now, which is synonymous with, you know, good food and luxury food and lifestyle uh, as a company, as a brand, known and respected, um, Instagram has played a huge part in that. Huge. It's just opened up this platform um, for connections for relationships to build again it's community uh being able to knock on someone's door on the other side of the world and go hi i don't know you but i think you're amazing and i love your work and i would love to connect and and someone then looking at you and going oh wow you look great yes i'd love to hey come inside let's have a let's have a coffee and a and a, and a catch-up you know, it's that sort of thing. It's like, wow, you know, to be able to reach out and connect with people in that manner has been amazing and you know, um, uh, yeah, like the most incredible opportunities, the most incredible business opportunities. So in that respect, it's, it can be uh, awesome. Um, don't get me wrong. I get the most ridiculous amount of messages every single day. My PMs just are, my other inbox is full constantly. Um, uh, yeah, I get the most random messages from people and it's, yeah, it's kind of, there's, there's two sides to the coin, of course, uh, like always. But I think ultimately it's about finding your tribe. It's finding your people, your community, um, and just being, doing what you're doing, get marching to the beat of your own drum, be a trailblazer, you know, just what lights you up and find the people who are going to gravitate, like gravitate towards that and gravitate towards you. Use the right hashtags, connect with the right people. So like if it's local people, like when it was the deli, it would be like hashtag uh, 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 vegan deli palmer, vegan food palmer, plant-based palmer, gluten-free palmer, because we're trying to find all the customers who are going to search for those hashtags and find us and then come and physically come through our door. Whereas the cookery school would be, you know, for uh, applicable our hashtags for cookery schools, cooking school, um, you know, four week course, co uh, chef training, you know, and I had, uh, I had a chef who literally, um, the amazing, wonderful flightess, if you don't follow her, you should. Uh, she came all the way over from America to um, take my four week course, our essential course at my Mubena cookery school and found us on the discussion 
discovery page on Instagram. Um, so wow, you know, so that's the power of social media, um, not just beneficial to your business, but also to your business connections, for your relationships, your friendships, and so much more. Absolutely amazing. So um, yeah, just, it's a platform for you to just really, um, just to grow and build and, and have somewhere to, to connect with people who could be customers, clients, uh, just people who are genuinely interested in the things that you're doing, um, and what your business is about. And um, maybe they, you know, maybe they do something similar and connecting with them, you know, and, Again, not feeling threatened that, oh, this person does something similar to me. She must be stalking me to get ideas. Well, not if she's reached out to you and she's like, hi, you know, good to connect. Nice to see someone else doing finger puppets or I don't know. It's so random. I don't know why that came to my head. Maybe, maybe you have a finger puppet business. Who knows? Um, but the point being is if there's two finger puppet people and you connect over on Instagram, you've clearly got lots of things in common to share. And you're probably on completely different sides of the world. Um, also, obviously, it's great to be able to get ideas. You've got those hashtags for a reason. They're like folders. Go and search for all the things that you want to go and, I mean, you get a chance to go and look inside people's kitchens, in people's homes, in people's lives. I mean, be careful. Don't go down the rabbit hole. You can literally go down the rabbit hole and the next thing you know, it's four o'clock in the morning and you haven't slept and you've been watching the most random people's lives. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> what have I been watching? Um, if you actually spend the time properly and invest into it, I don't have time for Instagram in terms of scrolling. I don't have time for, I very much, I've reduced who I follow. So I only follow the people who interest me, who I'm in, who I have like a connection with and they're on my feed. Uh, they then pop up on my feed and I'm interested in then seeing what they're up to and keeping up to date with them. Um, and that's it. Otherwise, if you follow too many people, it gets really saturated and you'll never actually see half of what you would, you know, the people you really are interested in seeing. So, you know, unfollow, it's not a friendship game. It's not about anything else. Unfollow a whole load of people who don't serve you or aren't your people or aren't your tribe or aren't interesting for you for business or business connections. So I would highly suggest those things. And then... Um, and then searching for, you know, businesses that are similar to you or doing similar things and looking at those hashtags and making notes and being inspired. Now, big difference between copying and being inspired. Go away and be inspired and be like, ooh, that's really good. I could do this with this or I could do this with that. What's not cool is when people just blatantly copy you. Um, and I've had it happen to me. I've had other women in business tell me and it's happened to them a lot too, especially in Mallorca, such a small island. And if someone copies you, like, to the letter with the thing even like down to your isms and the things that you say that are like your wordings and you know and people start saying those it's kind of like and when people start doing things enough times it gets noticed by other people and you start then I start getting screenshots from other people saying to me not being funny but it's like it's, it's exactly like you and it's not the first time but I mean obviously it's a few years behind what you were doing but it seems like just try it's a bit single white female <laughs> um it's like yeah I know I know um you know and the whole flattery is a best form of you know co someone copying you it's best form flattery and all of that stuff but bottom line it's like go and do your own bloody thing I mean really because um, at the end of the day like you, someone can copy you all they like but they're not you I've said this before they haven't walked a mile in your shoes they haven't walked 10 minutes the stuff that they're doing now is the stuff you were doing years ago because they're so busy trying to catch up with being you you're already like 20 paces 
50 paces ahead, sorry. You're way down. You're already three years ahead, like working on the next bit and the next plan and the next, like all that stuff's gone, you know? So anyone who's on your coattails, let them like, whatever, you know, people do pick up on it. People notice, um, you know, if you get to copy someone, make sure they're on the other side of the world or something. Don't do it on your own doorstep. Um, you know, but it happens. It is what it is. Again, it's, it's people, um, which then brings me onto the dark side of social media, of course, uh, being the trolls and the haters. Yep, they exist. So the more that you're doing right, and it's, and for me, it's massive indication that you're doing something right. When you start getting trolls and haters, people writing, setting up fake accounts and writing um, uh, nasty things on your, uh, either I took, I took my, off my stories. I didn't have time anymore to have messages on my stories from people being twats. Um, like, wow, you sad person. <laughs> you just want to like go, you don't get to watch my story. Go away, block, block. You know, you have to just block these people straight away, block and report, sorry, report them and then block them, uh, report them to Instagram, let Instagram handle them or Facebook, wherever you've got the problem. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I, it took me a long time to get over like to not take it personally. Uh, you can't take it personally. These people are just like, not nice people. They're just hiding behind a computer screen and um, or phone. The fact they've got to set up a fake account in order to then like write horrible messages to you just tells you what sort of person they are. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, they're like the worst type of naysayer there is. And it's shameful and it's just showing their insecurities. You're obviously riling them up because you're doing all the things they're not doing and that displeasures them. And the only way they can feel better is by saying things to try and pull you down that they think is going to provoke you. And therefore they, um, they feel a weird kick out of that and feel satisfied. It's very, 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 very sad. <laughs> um, so if, and when you ever get the delight of a troll, and I've had quite a few now, um, you will, uh, yeah, report them, block them. And, um, yeah, like, like you're coated in oil and you can go run under a tap and that water doesn't penetrate at all. It just bounces off <laughs> for an analogy, but that kind of gets the message across. It doesn't, you've got to let it go. Don't let it bother you. We are human. It will kind of bother you for a little bit. First and foremost, don't retaliate. Don't, um, I recently shamed one. I'll tell you about that again in a minute. We talked about it a few weeks ago, but, um, uh, but otherwise, you know, you only fuel the fire. So you're just blocking them and removing them. They can't see your feed anymore. If they're that bothered that they're going to go set up another account just to come back and bother you again, I mean, then you'll just block them again. Um, I mean, pff, these people really have no time on their hands if that's their deal just to come and like, you know, be the ba like the bane of their life is to come and bother you and, and harass you on your own space and your own platform. Um so that's the dark side. I think the other side that it's not dark, but I think it's the bit that people lack comprehension about, especially from a, from a friendship point of view. So because like, obviously I share on story and now on story, it's all of the highlights. It's sharing all the stuff. Cause at the end of the day, my social media is 
is business. It's work for me. It's all work. Um, you know, my whole, I've built my community, but it's still ultimately all connected around my, my business. Um, and obviously it's sharing my story. It's sharing my world. It's sharing my journey, but everything is interlinked with my everyday and my come, you know, and all the people who come along that journey with me, but it is still work. Of course it's, uh, and it's part of my life. It's become part of my life sharing in this way. Um, and it's, The thing is, everyone gets so used to on story and there's this and there's that. They only see the happy stuff. And obviously only recently people saw the upset Justine and like being really distressed and distraught because of what was going on. Uh, And obviously everyone was just like, what? Like, what? Uh, You know, I'm literally getting messages from people saying how distressed they were to see me that distressed because it knocked them sideways seeing me so upset. You know, I'm like the queen of positivity and powering on no matter what and all the stuff I've been through in my life and still getting back up again, no matter what, in the face of adversity. So to suddenly see me like that was massive shock. And then of course, what did that do? It opened up not only my community to lend its support, but then ultimately then lent the support in the way of bringing a nanny to me and helping me in a way that I could never have imagined that through Instagram would have helped me at a time, as well as just knowing I had that amazing support around me, surrounding me. Um, And then of course, some nasty ass troll decides to seize that. So someone who was watching my story at that time and then went away and set up a new account only to then write nasty, horrible things about my children and about me. Like, wow, you are the lowest of the low. Wow, you rotter. Like you can, and that's when I shamed them for the first time ever. It was like, you know what? After everything I've gone through in the last few weeks, you think you can bring me down? Bore off, you sad individual. Please, everyone, this is the sort of crap I put up with. This is a troll. Please, can you go and report them to Instagram? Thank you very much. And everyone did. Boom. See you later. Blocked. Like, what a human being, you know? And that just shows, that summarizes everything a troll is about, you know? Um, But I think the thing for me as well, though, on the flip side of the whole sharing happy stuff, because it is a highlights reel, um... Um, and you only see the highlights most of the time, obviously, because we don't go, oh, I had a really bad day, this and this and this. And, and I do try and keep things very real. I do speak honestly. I talk about ups and downs. I share those things. But obviously, on the whole, I'm not there kind of every, I'm not sharing. I'm sharing happy things. Of course, we all want to share happy stuff in life. We're not here to, you know, I'm not filling my feed with unhappiness. And also, it's a direct connection with my brand and everything else. But it is also me being me on a plate and having that connection and that honesty and that being real part to a point. So it's sharing only the things I feel comfortable with sharing and talking about at the right times. Um, And then obviously sharing everything else going on too and flying the flag for my muy bueno and all the different ways and what's going on which is great. And it's also nice. It's like this place that I've got like the whole history of the last few years on. It's amazing. And you can scroll right back and see all the places I've been and how things have grown and evolved and changed and developed and obviously since COVID and all of that. And I think the one hard bit I find is I've got my friends, like all my friends watch my story. If you listen to my podcast and don't tell me you listen to my podcast either, I see you on my story. I see when you all watch because everyone you can see, if you didn't know already, if you do a story, you get to see uh, everyone who watches your story. Now I have like a few thousand people who watch my story every day. So I have, I don't have time to sit scrolling through all those people. 
But at the very top of that story, you get to see the people who clearly come to your feed very often or are always on your story or re-watching or visiting your story or your feed very on more, more often than others. So you get to see those people. And it's so bizarre because you see friends who they just don't then communicate with you because they already know what you're doing. So they don't, you know, they don't really know, you know, and again, like everyone else, when you go quiet on Instagram, then they're like, is everything okay? Are you all right? You know, because, and that's pre having the upset, obviously, a few weeks ago, because if, you know, if I'm quiet for a few days, well, then, you know, usually I'm just really busy. But also, if I'm not really feeling so great, or I don't want to speak face to camera and all that sort of stuff, then I will go quiet, or I'll just share other things, and I won't be talking to camera because I'm really not in the frame of mind to do so, and I just need some time away from it. Um, and I've got to be me. I've got to be like full of whoops, full of energy, and um, again, authentic. And me on a plate, I can't be forcing that. I can't be, you know, I need to just be talking naturally or just not talking at all. So, um, and then it's very much work stuff, work stuff. I share, but yeah, I find friends watch it, and and then it's like they get to see everything going on in your life, but you don't get to watch their stories because they don't post stories. Because why would they? They just work in the jobs they work in and have the life that they have. They don't, it's not part of their world like it is mine to have this whole uh, platform to be sharing what's going on in my world and why that's so important and significant to my brand and my company. And it is work and people are interested and everything that's built up over the years, you know, from that. Um, but it just always feels very disjointed because, you know, I don't know anything going on with them yet. They know everything going on with me, but then to a point, they only know all the stuff that I've chosen to share. And it's like, that's, you know, that's everything at surface level. I've got a couple of my closest friends who then actually are in contact and they actually know the reality of what might be going on behind closed doors. So then it will be, you know, I'll be sharing this, but then outwardly I'm sharing something else and they can see, well, actually she's going through hell right now, but she's there, you know, just made some brownies. Hurrah! You know, um, and that's, that's all well and good because I don't need to share everything on my story or, you know, only when I was ready to start sharing that things were a little bit, up, you know, upside down in my world, but it wasn't the right time. You know, I was busy in the heart of it. It going through it and it was emotionally grueling uh, um, and then my my friends are the real people in my world you know they might watch my stories but like my closest friends are the people physically at my world they are the ones who are messaging me and checking in with me and have the banter and and keep my like two of my closest friends like keep my feet firmly on the ground in the real world you know um and it's a distraction being able to have that world and sharing all of that but it's not reality and i've got other friends who only take that information and just accept that as they've had their fill of everything that's going on in my life and then i don't actually hear from them in the real world because they kind of think they know everything that's going on but that's actually not the reality of social media so i think it's a double edged sword really um but then ultimately that comes down to who your friends are and who the people you choose to keep around you in your inner inner circle, which my inner inner circle is very small. Then I've got the next ring of a couple of other friends. And then there's the everyone outside of that, the acquaintances. Um, and yeah, and it's funny. And then obviously people flit in between those rings as well. And I think COVID's done that as well. I've seen friends who, you know, just disappeared <laughs> out of nowhere, like in the last month, just went completely cold turkey and just bizarre. I think it's funny times right now. People are going through different things, you know, and um, but also I'm a massive believer that people come into your life for a reason or a season or all those sort of things. And others are just there to stay forever. Um, yeah, like some very good friends of mine and who are a firm fixed in my world and my uh, who I call family so uh <laughs> right 
I think that's it. I think I've covered it all. Look at that. 43 minutes today, everyone. Didn't take you over the hour mark. So hopefully half of you can kind of digest this episode today without having to do it in two or three stages. <laughs> right, before my voice goes as well, because I've been running on empty, pulling all the hours. Uh, my poor voice has been running out quite often lately, all the talking to different captains and clients and chefs and everyone. Um, yeah, that's it from me, I think. That's it. Nothing else to say. I've got the most amazing guest for you coming up very soon. Uh, she's incredible. We're going to be talking all things PMS and periods. Oh yeah, we are shining light on all that is taboo when it comes to talking about that stuff. We're going to talk about her amazing books, her amazing apps. She's all the way in the States. Uh, she's changed my life. I went searching for such a human on this earth and I found her and, and she's helped me. Her app and her book have helped me so much. They've transformed my periods and the pain that I'm in. And I was just like, I have got to get her on my show. I've got to share her with all of you because she's incredible. Um, and yeah, we, we shouldn't be suffering silently the way that we do. We shouldn't be, um, yeah, that there's a way out of it. Literally, I've suffered for years with period pains. And since I found this incredible woman, um, uh, it, literally I've reduced the pain by like 95%. It's life-changing. Her Everything about her is life-changing. So I am so excited to have her on next time. And that's it, everyone. I think that's it today. As always, uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please go and just get yourself on iTunes, scroll to the bit where it gives you the star options, hit five stars, and please rate it and put a review. It takes two seconds to do, and it really helps pushing us up. Um, hello to the amazing, I mean, we're on the charts in like New Zealand, Lithuania. Hello, everyone listening in Lithuania. We've been blitzing up the charts, the podcast charts in Lithuania. Ireland, as always, thank you, all you incredible women in business in Ireland tuning in. Um, you're all incredible. And then, yeah, we've got New Zealand, we've got Spain. So, um, yeah, big hello to everyone who, and France, uh, on the top, the top ones that we've been boosting up and down the, the boards there, which is fantastic for all things entrepreneurship and business and flying that flag. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much um, for, for tuning in, for listening, for getting your a dose of me and I really hope it's helped I hope today I hope today's helped I hope you've taken notes I hope different things have resonated with you um, do share the episode with anyone you know who would really appreciate it and benefit from it uh, yeah write a little 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 rating and a little note for me uh, just and for anyone else who comes across the podcast to help push it up those charts further for more women in business to see it and and that's it, really. I think I think have the most awesome powerhouse next two weeks, everyone. And um, yeah, PMS and periods next. You're gonna you're gonna want a pen and paper for this one. It's we're covering a lot of ground, and it's gonna be epic. As always, keep your ducks in a row, and I'll be back then. Bye.